The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Forever. Dog. No clue what this cold open should be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I, you know, I don't want to talk about the prison system because we are not a political podcast. Yeah, you know how much I mean? of that are we gonna be doing on this episode? <laughs> I mean, well, the movie. I mean, you know, you know. Um, how much of that are we gonna do on this episode? Because I want to talk about, like, funny comedic situations and makeup. prosthetic makeup and... <laughs> Period pieces. Period pieces. And that's all I want to talk about. I think you should bring that up. Connections to yeah. Harlem Nights, which I, which I only heard for the first time on this rewatch. I just want to talk about that stuff. I think that's some fun stuff to talk about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be talking about how the, no. you know, the chain gang... <laughs> Is something that literally will start. You know what? I, we're not getting into that because that's you're not, not going to talk about how the Thirteenth Amendment just didn't really took slavery away. It just made just transform slavery into the prison system. And- y'all just going to be bringing up all kinds of shit, ain't y'all? <laughs> James, James, no, James, we are not doing that. That's what we're saying. Hey, yeah. y'all you're remember- not gonna- Y'all remember when they were singing the Upper Room? That was funny. Yeah, right. but you know the Upper room. room, baby. That's what oh. we're going to talk about. We're <laughs> not going to talk about how many uh, black men get wrongly convicted uh, huh? for murder and then <laughs> are exonerated like decades later, but their whole life was taken away. And there's what? And it's really, you know, or the uh, ones yeah. Braylock. We're not going to talk about the ones who didn't have the opportunity to be exonerated. We're not even going to talk about just, the black and men. They were murdered. Hey, yeah. Hey, Wait, no, James. Anthony Anderson is in this movie. Yeah, huh? James, you're right. right. James, you're Playing right. Playing the cook? Man, yeah. that guy's funny. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this probably... No. The sad part is we're not going to talk about the African-American men who are probably in prison right now huh? for drug-related charges, now knowing that, hey, <laughs> everybody can have a marijuana coffee shop in L.A. and shit with, like, little white ladies being like, oh, look at this, we're doing weed and yoga. But people still in jail because of third strike rules and like petty crime. We're not talking speaking about that. Of, speaking of nah, white people, they right. even made, they even put the white dude in old age makeup. Wasn't that funny? Oh, yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, we're going to talk yeah. about fun stuff, you know. We, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not going to talk about life. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I get it, but. No. I mean, I get right. it. I mean, oh. I get it. Wait, why? I don't know why the, the jokes and the laughter stop. I was saying we're going to talk about, you know, the he's-he's and the ha-ha's, you know? What the <laughs> hell was that? We're not going to talk about... The he's Yeah, the he's <laughs> and the ha-ha's. You're not going to talk about 
how this, you know, this is black people's life. All right. Well, I guess this is what we signed up for. So is it? <laughs> no, I, for, guys, <laughs> is this it? is a for three comedians, baby. People are laughing with us. Okay. <laughs> you know? Uh, we ain't gonna talk about the sadness of this thing called Don't We'll do it now. Life. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that okay. was fun while it lasted. All right. Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock. James the Third. Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! What would you do if your son was at home? Why is Crying it so all slow? alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry. Was this, was this song? Why is it so slow? <laughs> yeah, why are you singing this song? With a man, oh, it is in a movie. That is in a movie. <laughs> Daddy's gone somewhere smoking rock now. In and out of lockdown, I ain't got a job now. So for you, this is just a good time. But for me, this is what I call life. Mm. <laughs> for everyone at home, James had his eyes closed. <laughs> oh, <the entire>. <laughs> I was feeling I, I was feeling the emotions. City High. That song baby. was so old. City High, yeah. Wow. City <laughs> Whoa, old brain. What? Oh, it's as old as this movie at the very least. Come on, Bray. That song is young, hip, and happening. <laughs> that was two decades ago, my man. Bray, that song is young, <laughs> hip, and happening. I know what I said. <laughs> so, yeah. so, oh, where they at? Let me look them up, City High. They um, came out with this song. What do you mean, where and, they at? And... What are you doing? <laughs> they had a one-hit wonder two Bray, decades like, Don't ago. do this. Don't do- what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, they had my they man at? from... Um, they have my man from Sister from Act Sister 2. Act, yeah. <laughs> joyful, joyful. No, I'm not doing this. What was his name? Right. Ryan Toby. Um, for those of you who are uh, listening for the first time, uh, this very just oh, kind go. of educational, you know, a, a voice that you would listen <laughs> oh, to yeah. from a professor that was cool that you wanted to hang out with. You know, <laughs> that's that's Jonathan Braylock. Yo, honestly... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just don't even like going after that. Like, I just don't even, like, I have... Uh, this voice is of Gerard Milligan. You see, you... No, hold on, Bray. Okay, hold right, on, James. Sorry. I was getting hold ready. James. I was hold prepping. on, James. Bray, like, you, you take away from mine with this crap you do before mine, okay? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just explaining the voices just so people can follow who's saying what. That's all. Because what you do is, you say that bullshit, then I get angry. Now my voice is an angry voice. And and, and people understand that that's what they're going to hear. They're going to... Don't, no, don't calm, don't, don't calm talk me. <laughs> like you, like you ain't... I'm no, sorry. This, boy, I... this voice right here, this voice, this voice, this voice here. Oh, this, this voice here, James III. Mm-hmm. That's this voice. I ain't is. doing... I ain't it's doing not, no voice. It's not, it's I'm gonna not be the, I'm, This is my old This is me as Murphy's... an old man. This is me. No, this Eddie is me Murphy's... as an old... Like if I was an old, old man, man, if I was an old man character, I could tell you Bernie Mac. Be. Picture me with <laughs> I got prosthetics all over my face. I got prosthetics all over my face, and I'm old now. This is me as an old man. This is me for the whole podcast. I'll be like this the whole time, <clears throat> whole time. It's Eddie Murphy's old man, um, <laughs> but he sounds. But it sounds like it sounds like Keenan 
playing this Eddie Murphy me, as an me, old man. This is wow. old man. This is, hold on, now, hold that's, on. Now, you, nah, said, you can't say that I'm being... This is if I... Because see, you got a picture of me. You got a picture of me in the, in the old face makeup. I got the old face makeup on. Rick Baker came in. He put me put the old face makeup on me. I was in the, I was in the chair for like four hours. In the chair for four hours. Listen, you committed <laughs> to this now. So if you change your voice at any point, yeah, I'm like, the, I don't know voice. this nigga. I'm doing it. I'm doing it the whole. I'm doing it the whole listen, podcast. Right. Listen, you change that voice. I don't know that nigga. <laughs> this is a film review podcast, by the way. We yeah. we re- review the films of uh, leading black actors and talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. And today we are review- reviewing the 1999 film. Life, not the twenty. What is it? Seven, eighteen, nineteen. Who cares? Not the Ryan Reynolds. Two thousand seventeen movie. Life. Y'all Wait, seen that was movie? Two thousand seventeen movie called. Oh, the Ryan Reynolds They go to space. They come back to bring the life back. How could they have the same title? Isn't that like? Can you do that? Oh yes, plenty of movies yeah. with the same title. Yeah, you oh. can. Just, just anyway, we're talking about the one with Eddie Murphy <laughs> and Martin Lawrence. And now, technically, this is the second film together, but this is the first film. Is it the only film that they've had where they were the, the co-leads? This is their second movie together. This has made me mad since this came out. But in Martin Lawrence's Inside the Actor Studio, James Lipton g- talks to him about life. And he goes, what's it like to work with one of your heroes? And I was like, how dare you fully ignore that they did Boomerang like eight years or six oh, years right. before that? It made me so mad because he's always so well-researched. But it was like, you got to work with Eddie Murphy in that. And it was like, well, yeah, they already did this <laughs> already whole did. other movie together. It's so funny. I forgot. I guess, yeah, there'd be co-leads in this. Even mm-hmm. though I guess Martin was a lead. He just wasn't the lead, you know? He was supporting. He was, uh, yeah. yeah. He was a support. Yeah. I mean, like, he wasn't, he, his part wasn't nearly as big in Boomerang as it is in this. But it's just sort of like this thing. I don't know. <laughs> like made me yeah, upset. It is weird. Yeah, I get it. It is weird. Right. Ah, uh, life. This movie uh, had hitters in it, boy. Yes. Good goodness. A lot of people. In it. Bernie Mac is in it. Uh, you got um, who? Hold on. I don't have the cast with me. I mean, everybody. Um, you got Bernie Mac. You got Anthony Anderson. <laughs> Bokeem Woodbine. You got Juana Man. <laughs> the whole I, cast, right? I mean, I can't call him Juana Man. What's his actor's real name? <laughs> Miguel Nunez Jr. Yes. Yes. Play Biscuit? Used... Yes. Oh, yeah. Biscuit! Anthony Anderson, Wait. as we said. Barry <sighs> Chewbacca Henley, who's been in everything. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people. Guy Tori. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of people in this film. Uh, and this movie, it didn't do so well at the box office. It cost $80 million to make, which is kind of 80? <laughs> yeah. There's no way. <laughs> It, yeah, it cost eighty million in nineteen ninety nine, and it, it is not an action. It's not like a big blockbuster action film, um, and it's set in one location for most of the movie. <laughs> I don't know how this joint cost eighty million dollars, uh, and it and it made seventy. And it made seventy three. So yeah, obviously didn't do didn't do well. Um, but that's just because the budget was overblown. It made seventy three yeah. million. Damn. Yep. 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 And then the Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, um, Score is I think fifty percent. What the hell? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I remember. I remember being younger and like my family, like all the older black people I know were like disappointed. I think people were just expecting a different movie. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm so. This is all news to me. I've yeah. like I had this movie on VHS. I loved it. Like I had no idea it was. I guess 
generally panned. That's not, it sounds like this movie was panned. It's 50% on Rotten Tomatoes and only made 73. Wow, this movie didn't do well. I can't believe it. I'm really shocked. For for both of these stars at that time, I mean, like, Eddie Murphy was just, like, maybe just edging past his prime at this, but, like, you know, Martin Lawrence was still on the come up and and pretty big. So it was like, you would think this movie would do better, but I don't know. Like, I mean, we're going to talk about it, but it, it's an interesting film because it, even though it's a comedy, it has some pretty heavy, you know, thematic elements, you know, it's a heavy um, uh, con- content and it's not like a, I don't it's know. It's not a light romp. I, I, but <laughs> it's not a light romp. People... <laughs> but it's also it's also not a Oscar film either. So it's like it's in this weird in between. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's like what is this? But movie? I think people wanted it to Who's be it that. For? Yeah. Um, I think people were expecting like laugh out loud every scene, like a wild comedy. Especially when you have like I mean not only like Eddie and Martin, but like Bernie's in this movie, and like Bernie wasn't known known, but in the comedy circle, he definitely was like deaf comedy jam. Like we knew him. Um. I think people yeah. just expect that something yeah. different, you know? Because I think you're right. Like, it wasn't Oscar, but it wasn't, like, the comedy of the year. So people were like, yo, what, what's happening? Right. And it dealt with, like, the prison system. Right. It was like, wait, what's happening right now? This was probably right before the Bernie Mac show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was two years before the Bernie Mac show. Okay. And this might, be yeah. the, this might and, have been the and year. And before Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. But this might have been, this is right after Kings of Comedy, all right? This is really blowing my mind. No, but this, this is the year before Kings of Comedy. I mean, came I out. guess I get it based off everything right. we're kind of talking about. But like, wow, I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking. Okay. At, Bernie, like, Bernie Mac was in stuff. You know, he, he, you know, he was like small, but you know, above, above the rim. Uh, he was in Mo Money. I mean, he was like, and of course, obviously, a huge co- uh, comedian. But like, yeah, this yeah, was Friday before at this point. He had been in that. This was before all of his big stuff because, like, his TV show would come out two years from now oceans 11 which is was a huge film and everybody knew him from that and then he started leading films like you and know kings, kind of kings was 2000, 2000 or so it didn't come out okay. yet. Okay. i will say the dopest thing about this i'm looking up um the premiere for life and there's like black excellence there's a photo of like richard pryor who's a little bit older at the time paul mooney rest in peace is like pushing him in a wheelchair you got holly berry you got will smith you got holly robinson pete you got arsenio this was like a black elite event you know what i'm saying like like this was the for all the young people at home this was the isa yacht okay it was the isa yacht of events looking at this goddamn photo uh, they weren't on no yacht no, no no james they weren't on a yacht but they yeah, they weren't on a yacht though. it's the isa yachts up this is like a red this is like a red carpet kind of like general event you know i don't know what's happening anymore i'm, I'm um, just saying if you name those same people and and then put them on a yacht <laughs> I'm saying that's I'm, I'm more for that. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying the event, like thinking about it, like this event was so dope because looking at Bernie and these people who are now very famous, um, it's like damn, they had it was a melting pot of like the black elite for before and the black elite that was coming up after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, anyway, let's talk about this. Joe Will Smith was in this Joe just wearing a sweatsuit. Well, I let me start with my initial thoughts because okay. I'm just I'm just so shocked by the the. You know, hearing hearing what the what the actual reception was of this movie, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I don't think I saw it. I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I did have it on um, VHS, and I wore it out. I thought it was so funny. I loved the. I thought that the story for for as 
as um, heavy as it all is, they do a good job on this rewatch. I noticed they do a pretty good job of balancing the the weight and the comedy in a way that like doesn't feel it doesn't feel out of place. At least to me, I'm super interested to hear what other people thought. Like, um, and like the the journey that the characters go on. Um, was still super compelling um, on the rewatch. I love the acting. This is like, this is, you know, the Eddie Murphy that like I'm, in terms of energy that I, you know, still am nostalgic for in terms mm-hmm. of his uh, recent performances. Um, and Martin Lawrence is, as well. I mean, I know that this is this is the, the same year as Blue Streak and Big Mama's House, I think, is right after this. Mm. Um, and I just feel like energy-wise... They both kind of change after this movie. Like, this is that movie <laughs> that, like, right after this, they were all kind of a little bit different in terms of their approaches to to acting and 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 what roles they they pick, which is fully fair. Like, if you're doing a certain thing for years and years and years, you're like, I'm tired of doing that, um, which I feel differently about than I think in the early days of this podcast. Um so, but yeah, but I, but, and, but my full initial thoughts are like fully love this movie. I loved the sound. I remember the soundtrack I was super into, um, the, 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 the title song mm. city high, um, why cleft doing the music. Oh, yeah. I remember being excited about, about that. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to, to, to talk about it in more detail. I remember this movie when I was younger. I don't remember if I liked it or not. I just know people around me did not. Uh, I do remember that very vividly watching it again. I have such a respect for it. I, you know what it is? This may be one of the, for me, one of the first movies that, you know, like you watch some movies when you're younger, you're like, ooh, this, this is, this movie's not okay. Like this movie did not age well. Like, whereas this movie I was watching it and I was like, oh, I think I understand it better now. I think I fully understand like what Eddie was trying to do with this movie. I, I do like that it talked about like how African-Americans were treated, especially, I think this takes place in what, the 1930s. I, I thought it was really good. I, I really liked their performance, but I also like how much they made us care about every other person in the prison. You know what I mean? Like that was really important to me. Like, you know, even, even a dude that was like, uh, you know, the cornbread ass nigga. Oh, oh, and, and Joaquin, um, was it, uh, uh, um, Hakeem Woodbine, is that, what's his first name? Bokeem. Bokeem. Bokeem, like, I forgot he was in it at one point. I'm like, there was just so many good people and, I really enjoy it. I think if people watched it nowadays, it would have a better impact because people care more, I think, about these issues they're raising in this movie. But yeah, so I, I really enjoy it. I would tell people, like, listen, you probably saw it when you were younger. Rewatch it. Uh, it has a new meaning, to, at least for me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was my first time seeing this movie. I definitely, I had never seen it before. Um I remember the posters, like I remember the advertising for this movie because I think it was like advertised pretty heavily, but I don't remember that many people talking about it. And certainly no one was like, you got to watch life with me, you you know? So I like, and I I just wound up never seeing it and watching it now. I mean, it definitely has that feel. I think you're kind of saying this, Gerard, like it's, it's a little bit ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like a comedy that's like really ha- has like deep meaning to it. Yeah. It's almost like they like sneaked it. Like they, they like, they like kind of dressed it up as to be like, Hey, this is going to be like a fun comedy with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, like two of the like most iconic fast talking black men. Like they're like hilarious, like 
by this time, Martin Lawrence had a show out. He'd been in Bad Boys, like, you know, oh, yeah. but obviously Eddie Murphy's Eddie Murphy. So, like, and it was like, oh, and they're, like, in prison? Like, I don't know. It, it Like, you, you, the idea of it could be funny, but then, like, the film was very kind of real, and, and there are moments of levity, you know, like, there are, like, definitely funny moments, but, like, <laughs> like, what's happening to these men is, like, horrible, and, like, you do feel the impact of it, you know, and you feel the injustice of it and you feel the injustice of all of them. Like they make you feel for all the characters, all the people who are kind of blocked up and it doesn't make you go away like feeling good about yourself (laughs) or about America. Like, it's just like, Oh yeah, this is sad. This is America. (laughs) This is America. And like, what are like, you know, and I, and Hey, I mean, 1999, are you kidding me? America did not want to talk about race at all. This was, a hundred percent you know the era in which we were like we've solved racism it's done and, and america's great <laughs> we got the dot-com bubble you know we're good bill clinton is our first black president oh um, i remember people say <laughs> you know you remember that dumb shit bill clinton is the first black president not yeah, knowing yeah. what history yo don't get me started on what bill clinton did to the black community but the, you know that's what the, that's where we're at and so like yeah, I will say it's tough, you know, because because it it is kind of genre bending, and it's also like they're in the thirties, but they time jump too, oh, yeah. so it's like because then at one point it's like twelve years later, and you know, like they're not, they weren't. I don't think either. Maybe Eddie was trying a little bit more, but I feel like they, neither of them were really trying to be like match the era, like be that you know they were just being themselves. Um, so and then like, but like some people were from some actors were like no 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 this is the 1930s and this is how i would be so it's like it has that kind of thing of like it feels you i don't know i'm not like fully buying like the time period mm. stuff there was a part of me that was like i kind of want this just to be the the comedy that it is um or just be a real movie uh, uh not a real movie but like a like a drama so i i can understand frustration with that but it was good it was and it was like I mean, it was really touching and it was like, man, this is, I don't know. It was, a, it was a good way to humanize these men and like men like this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just realize how easily, um, people could just get caught up in this system and lose their entire lives just based off this racist system. Um, so like that was very impactful for sure. So yeah, I, I did like it. Yeah. yeah it was like it, yeah you know what it is it's just really one of those movies that like is not what you are because it's so in between you're like wait what what is this that i'm watching <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah. it's like <laughs> wait what, what's <laughs> happening um but yeah I, yeah yeah life doesn't happen bi-weekly so why should payday the money you earn can be in your hands today with earning Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we, I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, on, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning. 
because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. So you open Google Chrome on your phone. You're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with when you're supposed to be working. But the site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh, no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl, though. Sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we, are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast, Smartless, on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless! Don't miss our new series, Smartless, on the road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. Well, it has that start of like, you know, I mean, man, movies in the 90s love to have this like, you know, old person being like, yep, this is the story of blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Heavy D is in is one of the dudes. I was so excited. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, That's right. Heavy D but is yeah, one you of know. Who's you the know, other guy, though? I, don't know. I was like, am I supposed to? Because I reckon that this time, as, as, a, as a kid, I was just like, that's Heavy D. But now I'm like, am I supposed to know this other guy? <laughs> <laughs> because I know Heavy D. You know, I love that. But yeah, Ray, like you're right. It's like the old dude and old You know, Titanic, old you know, sa- Saving Private Ryan. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah. so, oh we're by, a, you know, we're by the grave. And like all these people, like, it, 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 you know, it was 1932. And they're like, that's one, two, you know. <laughs> it was yeah, sixty-eight years ago. I was like, all right, well, I guess I, you know, that um, yeah, the <laughs> the weight of the line. Um, when you say sometime, why do I get the feeling you mean sometime? 
<laughs> like you just, why do I get the feeling you mean it was sometime? <laughs> uh, that part, like, yeah. I, I, the reason I was like, I thought it was gonna have a bigger payoff than like, so did they get away at the end? <laughs> like, so you, why did you tell these niggas the story then, man? Like, why did you dry snitching? You snitching on Eddie and Martin, bruh? Like, what's the point of this goddamn story? He didn't say. He didn't no, say. No, you tell. You tell people. You tell other people in. You tell other people in the pen they got out. Like, that's but he didn't say if they got out. He said <laughs> exactly. So he's not snitching. Oh, yeah. I mean, but you know, what I'm you're saying. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I will say this though. <laughs> I do love a good period piece, especially with black people, because I feel like, um, you know, when you when you think of the eras of like the mob and stuff outside of, of course, American gangster. Um, like you rarely see black people moving and shaking in that era. Like the, uh, like the roaring twenties, you know, the right. depression era thirties. Um, so it was like, I liked that the movie started there and I really liked how corny, well, actually not how corny, but like how straight laced Martin was. Cause Martin is usually, even when he paired with Will Smith, I guess he is straight laced with Will Smith too, which is crazy because Martin is all Martin. Martin in uh, House Party, even even Martin in Boomerang is usually the reckless one, or like the one who says the reckless shit. So to see him play like super corny, I'm like, I like this. I like that you're doing something a little different. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A little different, day. <laughs> Come on, Brain. Come on, Brain. A little different, day. You know? I don't know what's happening anymore. What is? What, what do you mean? You know, like, it's maybe a little different. You know? Um, uh, yeah. I no. did like this. I'll say because this was this was still this is still in a lane where it's like you know he's 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 straight laced, but he's not like if you if still if owes you, people money. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you and if you speak to him the wrong way, he is gonna. St- stand up for himself which i think is something that just in terms of martin's character characters that he plays it like especially like what they do for him for bad boys 2 versus the first bad boys it's like he starts to become more and more a cartoon Mm. you know but like this is like you know he's still a person who like has feelings and you can like really kind of feel that yeah and uh, yeah i mean it's like we we introduce both of them and you know, he's got a he's got a girlfriend who wants him to propose and he's like, whoa, whoa, baby, let's slow, slow it down. And he owes somebody money. They they take his money. And then Eddie Murphy tries to I mean, does pickpocket him with the wallet, but then there's no money in the wallet. Yeah, <laughs> this was a weird it was a weird cut from this seed to both of them by the docks. I was like, wait, Cause they got forced to work miss- together. Right. Wasn't no wait. Did we miss a scene? Wait, yeah. wait, no, because they got, they got, they both got sent to the docks, and then after the docks is when they got sent on the, the, the. Yeah, the because while they're in the dock, while they're at the docks, like the guy's gonna kill, kill first Martin. Both of them, I guess. <laughs> like Martin's gonna be killed first, and and Eddie's able to sort of like talk his way. You yeah. know, he's like, hey, I got this hooch, I got this, I got this connect. Let me just get a guy to help me drive down to get it. And he, you know, chooses oh, Martin. Is this in so the that bootlegging era, I ju- it just hit me. Yeah. This is doing bootlegging. Yo, yeah. first off, okay, we're not a political podcast, but all right, I just want to say that we're not a political <laughs> podcast. But the amount mm-hmm. of powerful white families that have like literally made so much money during the bootlegging era from doing illegal things, like mm-hmm. it, it literally thinking about like this white, this black, like this is fictional. But the thing about like what happens to these black men. 
for bootlegging um, where like, look like, uh, you know, we're going to be famous one day. So I'm not going to say some of the political names of these families, but you can Google it. They're like families who are very famous and very powerful who made money You're from bootlegging. You're not going to say the names of the no. families that are, it's public record. It's public record. Yeah, it's public record. <laughs> it's, it's public record. It's, 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 pub. what you're talking about is public yeah. record, but you're not going to say the names. No, no. People, people, people okay. at home, people at home can look up what, what powerful families <laughs> made money from the bootleg era. From the bootleg era. Um, from bootlegging. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think about it because in my mind, that is equivalent to what is happening be... with like black people and like honestly marijuana charges. It's like, yeah, yeah, white people have benefited from it in such a way, but like black people are the ones who are in prison for it at such a high number. You can't have drugs or alcohol and be black. No. Like, nigga, you, you can't. You, do can't that. you clearly can't do everyday things and be black. So, you can't. Right. But I mean, you really can't do. <laughs> You know, you can't step into certain territories while Man, black. I won't drive through certain areas while black. True. <laughs> like, there is no road trip the three of us are going on across country. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not See, this is what I'm it. talking about. I'm talking about this. See, I'm talking about this certain things you can't do as a black man. As a black man in America, there's certain things you can't do. You know, you can't read. You can't read. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Sorry, I just hey, wanted to say that one fact. I loved, I loved uh, Martin Lawrence getting dunked in this water. It was very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah, just like, was. Uh, uh, you know, just the things the things he was shouting while he was going up and down <laughs> in the water was very funny. And it was just like that happening while like Eddie Murphy's just on the side being like, come on, man. It's like, you know, and then let me take the, let me take the square. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I just, very calmly yeah, talking. Yeah. To I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna take a square because, you know, I, I just want somebody, I want to drive with somebody who's not going to shoot me after we blow the van not that you would do that you wouldn't do anything like that but you know I, you know you know it's just my it's just the thing i love that i also love that kind of comic trouble of like the one who shouldn't be getting beat up and stuff is the one that is happening to whereas like eddie is just yeah just chilling the whole time but it's also because we know whatever's gonna happen to eddie is gonna be so much worse than what's yeah. happening. To my, like, sort of have this air of right. in the room of like they're they're having a casual conversation, but you know that if he can't talk him out of this, he's gonna do something far worse to Eddie. And yeah, there's something funny about that. Too. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I I watching this movie, even I'm looking it up right now. It's something about it where like Eddie pushed to have this movie made and work with Martin, and it's like it is something to have these two black comedy legends like decide they're going to make a movie that kind of has a powerful meaning to it. Like, this is before the woke era. You know what I mean? Like, this is before... Right. Like, like, now, again, I really do believe nowadays if this movie was made by, like, Chappelle and fucking Kevin yeah, Hart. they'd be like, yeah, of course. Like, oh, my God, yeah. it's so... Like, the like man, we got to talk about prisons. Whereas, like, they did right. this, and it almost was like... I To me, personally, when I think of people, like like Eddie and Martin making this movie, it almost feels like you're risking your career because it felt like during that era, like some black folk didn't talk about black shit yet. You know what I'm saying? In Hollywood, because it almost felt like, it, I don't know, like I was reading about Eartha Kitt recently, like the White House blacklisted her from like Hollywood. Like they, they, you couldn't do it. Like even, I love Will Smith. Will Smith ain't talk about black shit until like five years ago. You know? Like he just didn't do it. Right. People used to ask him about black shit and he would not talk about it. Kevin Hart didn't talk about black shit, yo. Like 
They did it on Fresh Prince, though. He didn't like, write did, it. They did. He wanted to write it. I know he did. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about the interviews and Neither stuff. I'm talking about like the interviews, like when like black, like when people get killed, when people get hit, when people are like, how do we like do right. certain things? Like he wouldn't address it. And he does now, of course. But it's just like. But I'm, I'm also. I think I'm just sort of saying that like doing it in this movie is a is a little different than than like talking about it in, mm. in an interview. That's what you're saying. Because because like. You know, there there are plenty of episodes of, of Fresh Prince that like directly talk about racism in in America that, that Will is directly a part of and saying the lines and blah blah and whatever, you know. But like I mean, you know, I, I don't know how much I don't know how much Eddie had to do with this the story of this movie, but like you know, I don't know yeah. how much they I mean, I don't I don't he like I think he probably had I think he probably had a lot to do. Because like at this point he was always like pretty involved. Even if he wasn't writing the script, he was always like approving and, you know, commissioning people. But wouldn't you think, I, I mean, I guess more thinking about like Kevin Hart not talking about stuff versus these guys talking about it. Like, don't you think the, the don't you think the, the like era of even, even com, like Kevin Hart is almost, is almost rare that he's like a famous black comedian that like isn't talking about. He does now. He uh, does now. You know, he does now. You know what I mean? Right. But like on his rise, yeah. it's it's um that's almost he made the movie get that hard. he didn't talk about it. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> we're like, why you got to bring yeah. up that movie? Why? Like, why? <laughs> well, I'm just it's a comparison. It's it's both movies about prison. <laughs> He's playing a stereotypical black dude to help a white. Oh no, I don't see. I don't know. But that, no, I don't. But I, I, we're talking about these the errors. You know right. what I mean? Like, you're right. He made life. They made life in 1999. And then get hard made was made hard in 2013 years later in oh 2012, <laughs> and it is far less woke than life, I would say. Oh my god! Right? I mean, just the, just the, it's just it's just interesting to to see Yo. the 2000s and how we. And you're like, wait a minute, we went back, we went backwards. How'd that happen? We fully went backwards. And the and the idea that we can't do it again is very funny to me. <laughs> that it won't a hundred percent happen again. I forgot that movie came out, Get Hard, and hearing literally you being like thirteen years later, it got worse. I was like, it did. I remember that movie, dog. I remember he had like, I re- yo, I think the cover is him braiding Will Ferrell's hair. Like, yeah. Oh is, no, yes. that is the cover. anyway. Yes, that is anyway. of course. The cover. Well, that's the thing about this movie. That's so interesting is I do think that they were they sold this idea probably, you know, without really showing the studio that it was going to be this meaningful thing. Or maybe they were like, you know, at the end, we like realize it's about their friendship, you know, uh, and then they get out at the end. So it's a happy ending. And Hollywood's like, cool, cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. And they like market it. And then everybody's like, oh, like two like two black people in in prison for something they didn't do that's hilarious you know like that yeah that'll be funny like <laughs> just just to think that the just like thinking about it, the marketing and the and the all the green lights that had to happen like ultimately there had to be people who went yeah it will be hilarious to see two innocent black men in prison yeah trying to get out i mean and yeah. it's funny cuz i'm looking at it right now like <laughs> it was directed by a white dude who is um, since passed away, um, written by two white dudes, um, produced by Brian Glazer. And um, like there, so on the creative end, hopefully 
Eddie was involved, like you're saying, Bray, because I do believe he was. But it's like, as far as creative, as far as like the initial idea, it all came from white people. Like this, like literally the idea was like two white dudes being like, hey, man. Yeah, like you're saying, like two niggas, two niggas get locked up for something they didn't do. <laughs> but like they're stuck there and they can't get out until they're like old as hell. But it's funny, though. Like, yeah, right. that's, that's the elevated pitch. It's like, I mean, I do like that it, there, I do think there is nuance in this movie, but it's just so tricky. It's like thinking about, bro, like what you're saying, what was that pitch? Like, what was that pitch like? It's like, because it's nobody wrote this with two white people, I don't believe. Like, I'm looking up right now, I can't find it. Like, if it was just written for like two dudes and they happen to get two black guys, but it feels black. No, specific. I think it was written. Yeah, I think it was written for Eddie Murphy. Well, I think it was definitely written for Eddie Murphy and then maybe also with Martin Lawrence in mind, too. I do think that. I think, like, because yeah. they, you These know... These same writers did Soul Men. Did you guys see that? Oh, wait, the Soul Men with... Soul, soul, soul Men. Oh, Soul, soul Men. Men. The movie Men. With Sam Jackson, Jackson and, and Bernie Mac. Right, and Bernie, Bernie Mac. No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, this was... That was, like, years later. Yeah, like, almost, almost How was a decade that? later. Did you see that? Um, I never I never saw it, but I'm, but I'm just thinking about, like... That's what? crazy that all of us didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. I no, mean, I, see, it I like saw it. I saw it. It's just one of those movies where, like, it's one of Bernie's last movies, mm-hmm. if not his last. Yeah. And it was just like, this isn't, this isn't what I wanted. I mean, looking him, at their I credits, think. though, it looks like these no, guys. They wrote also wrote smart, Gringo. They wrote smart comedies. One of them wrote Gringo. The other one is not. Doesn't look like he's involved. Oh, with, got with it. Gringo. But they wrote Intolerable, Intolerable Cruelty, Cruelty, which I remember people being. That's George Clooney in. and Catherine Zeta Jones. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, big yeah, trouble. That wasn't, I don't think that. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I'm mm-hmm. just wondering. I'm wondering if, like, they thought they thought it would be funny, but they, but I wonder if they thought, like, and we can talk about, and we can talk about, like, what's going on with black men in prison. You know what I mean? Like, I'm wondering if mm-hmm. they actually <laughs> thought that they they thought like this would be a, it would. I'm wondering if you know to take to fully take it away from them as an idea is actually not you know, it's not actually the way to look at it. Like they might've thought like, yeah, like we could, we, we could talk, talk about, about prisons. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, and, the, and, and uh, I mean, they also wrote this movie called man of the house, which is just Tommy Lee Jones in a witness protection program with like the cheerleaders, hot, right? Like cheerleaders. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, well, Braylock, I don't know. Well, Braylock, <laughs> um, just to let you know, hold on before I butcher the movie. Wait, I'm going to let you go. Uh, I just wanted to say, as I Googled life, the other searched, suggested searches were two movies, um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? and Get Hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Movies about prison, baby. Oh, my goodness. Funny, funnies. Um, yeah. So, anyway. Oh, wait. So, so to continue to continue this, this, this film's journey, so we have them... You know, they go down south to to pick up some uh, legal booze. There's a scene where they go into a very clearly whites only uh, diner uh, and try to order food. And this was a funny scene. And Martin Lawrence was like trying to get some some food. And Eddie Murphy's like being like, "Dude, I don't. I think we should get out of here." And he's just like, "Billy, you know, <laughs> how'd you know my name was Billy?" It says it right there on your shirt. <laughs> Uh, this was a fun, funny scene. And I was like, and there was a part of me that was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, they're going to do these, like, fun scenes that are where it's like, it is kind of scary, but, like, it's it's played comedically, uh, but still pointing out, like, 
this very intense kind of racism. Uh, but once we get to, once they like get the booze, you know, they, they wind up getting schemed or, I mean, you know, swindled and yeah. him in poker and, and him by, I guess, a, yeah. prostitute, a prostitute, or I guess, a sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the scene where this guy gets killed is very not funny and very serious and scary mm. and like horrific. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> there is something to that. And and sorry to backtrack for a sec, but it's like I keep thinking about some of these scenes are really good. But even thinking about Bray, I think you were pointing out like that the writers of this movie um yeah, directed, I mean, wrote Man of the House and stuff like that. And I kept thinking in my head, it's like when I think of some of these black movies that have like, you know, famous black actors, it's always like, not always, but a lot of times it's like these white people who've written it. And it's like the big thing that they got a shot to do. Like I was just Googling like um um, this movie, Life, also Hidden Figures, like the woman who wrote that did Mean Girls too, And I'm like, do does Hollywood take chances on like black writers like this? Like, could a black writer write an episode of Sesame Street and be like, all right, cool. We're going to give you the next black elite film as they do these white writers? I think they can now. I do not think they could then. But I definitely think that like now... Now, if you write a good episode of Sesame Street, <laughs> yeah. it's a, if it's a good episode of Sesame Street... <laughs> is it, it's got to be the Emmy-winning episode gotta, of Sesame Street. Emmy, yes, exactly. <laughs> if, if you wrote the Emmy-winning episode of Sesame Street, you know, the daytime Emmy-winning <laughs> episode it, of Sesame Street, you can, you can get a big movie afterwards. It's only sure. because I'm looking at this, and like even when Bray's talking about this scene being like, it, it was funny, but then like dangerous... I'm, I even look at the director. The director didn't do much before he got this movie. And I'm like, there's a, I do think when it comes to touching on something so specific to the black community, especially what black men go through in America, it is hard for me to like really, even though I like the movie, I think I like it more because of the actors and stuff. But it's hard for me because I'm like, I think there is a loss that happens because there's no way any white dude, no matter how many black friends you got, no matter how much you study, do you know what it truly is like, especially to be an older black man in America? Like there are certain things that us, like, you know, in our 30s, I can't relate to my stepdad. He's 70. Like when he sees a cop, it's a whole different scenario. You know what I mean? It's like a different feeling, a different energy, a different vibe. And I'm not sure there are little moments in this movie where I think you can tell a black creative was not on set. You know what I mean? Because I feel like as the actor, sometimes you're dealing with other shit. You're dealing with like, am I performing as well? Like, does the scene make sense? But like, you're not dealing with like the nuance of what's in the background or like even how some of the characters are talking to your character and interacting. So I just, I don't know why I brought that up, but I was thinking about it now more so like, there are a lot of missed opportunities, I feel like. But anyway, 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 sorry. Sorry to derail. To derail. Wait, <laughs> missed opportunities in this movie or you mean in I other- do, I do think it's a little bit. I do think like, um, I do think like, there's a couple jokes. Like once we see... Uh, he's not a cop yet, right? Um, I mean, this whole, this whole, I mean, the scene that we were actually just talking about is one of those scenes, I think, to me. Like, watching it now, I was like, no guy would ever be like, well, I mean, people people were like this. This did happen. Mm-hmm. People were like, I do really want to get a pie and, like, I'm gonna, I'm going to. This, that, stuff like that did happen, but it felt so weird to see someone like from up north be so incredibly like i'm gonna get this pie and like not <laughs> even being remotely afraid of something 
<laughs> something it, horrible of dying. Yes, the first yeah. white people you interact with down south, you're gonna like. They are telling you not to be here, and 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 this other guy is telling you to turn away, and you are like that. Felt so. It felt so like no, he wouldn't do this, but but also like. I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure. People were like, "I really want to get a pie today." I really. Just, I mean, I, I do believe that. Yeah, but yeah. it was. It was definitely play for comedy, right? right? Like it, it was. It was supposed to be like it, it was out. His behavior was outlandish, and but we're watching it with the knowledge that we're watching it today, being like, he just wants to get a pie, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> and they're like so racist, and he's like very educated. And they're dumb, and then they take out a gun, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, you said thirty-five miles." Yeah, that was. <laughs> I know it's funny, but it's also one of those things. Where it's like, I think you could have got all of that without having him. Like, I, I, I do think it. Even he was an adult, so he's not like a kid from the north who didn't know. But he was an adult, so he knew the way the world or America worked. So I think you could have still got that humor without almost making him seem. It didn't make him seem silly or stupid, but it's like. He was too smart for that, where you could have made the people just be blatantly racist. Like I like I think like it it almost and I know they want to try they're trying to play off a joke late or a scene later on, but it's like it almost made Martin's character seem like not as smart or not as knowledgeable. Whereas like I don't think it was necessary. Like I think about the scene from um I instantly thought about the scene from the first episode of Lovecraft Country, where like they're in that diner, you know. The, the uncle is like, I want to eat. I'm hungry. They're in this white town. They know they shouldn't be there. And then um, Letty comes running out like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And it's like, yeah, like you don't like they're, they're like there are moments where you can kind of like play the duality of it all. But it just made him seem. Yeah. But that moment in Lovecraft is not funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, also like right. the, we don't yeah. we don't feel right. I, we, the thing we don't also the thing we also don't feel from him is we don't feel how tired they are we don't feel like they've been driving all day mm-hmm. we don't feel like he's super hungry like we don't have that because of how fast this movie moves you know mm-hmm. we don't yeah it's just him we're talking. not able to like sit with that and realize like man he really just needs to get this pie <laughs> you know he really yeah. just needs to right well that's because it but this is this is my thing this is my thing about this movie is that in a comedy you don't need to feel you don't need to actually feel that stuff. Like it doesn't need to be that justified. Yeah. Like, it all the justification is just that he wants he's hungry and he wants pie. How do I know that? Because he said it. Like it's fine. Like I, yeah. You know, but but then but then when you're but then when that's juxtaposed with like this scene of like a black man being surrounded by cops, uh, by like you know racist police who are clearly going to beat him, and then he decides to like just com- basically commit suicide by like. All right, well, if they're gonna kill me, I'm gonna like knife this dude in the face before I like go down. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And you're like, well, that's not funny. That's yeah. very serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it definitely got serious. When they kill that boot, like when they kill was it Hancock? Um Yeah. It's definitely a very serious moment. Yeah, and then they get sent to the chain gang. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the the, the you know, the dynamic for these characters is supposed to be that that Eddie Murphy is street smart and Martin Lawrence is book smart, right? So like that's the what you're talking about is like it's not that he wasn't smart it's just that he's book smart he doesn't know the way of the, the way of the world Eddie Murphy knows the way of the world but he's not he's not book smart you know that, at least that's what that's what it's supposed to be it's 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 very loose very very loose because we barely met them before yeah. they're like on an adventure together um I mean then they get uh, it, yeah. they're so crazy they get um uh 
like the scene after this when they get sent to prison, like they're they're immediately put into a chain gang. And um Yeah, there's no trial. We we just see them like go like he's gonna believe us, right? And then they cuts to the court and they're just like, Life, you know, and that's, and, and then the chain gang. The and it's one of those things that's tough because it's like first off, they got one, they got life. It's crazy. Never mind. I'm not even gonna say it. Uh I'm not white people who've killed black people who have, haven't had life. Uh anyway. Um, I think about the chain gang and like the history of a chain gang, where it's like it is punishment for like you know lawbreakers. But then when you look at the history of who were a part of chain gangs, it's usually black people. So much so, I remember like there's a scene in Oh Brother Where Art Thou where like George Clooney and them are, are part. Yeah, everyone's everyone's black, black except, for, except that's for the, the three. That's of them. the opening scene. Opening scene. I lo- <laughs> the opening scene is just them on a bunch of black men and like people of color. And then it's just the three white people. And then I'm like, Oh cool. These are our leads. Yes. You just showed. <laughs> yes. It was just like, it so blatant. And it's, it's one of those things where like, I even, I get what that is saying is like chain gangs. Like, I mean, think about this movie in particular. I don't think they had a white prisoner the whole time. Did it like the whole movie? Right. It wasn't no white guy in there besides the guards. Mm. Right. No, not, not until they got to the infirmary. Got you. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because I always think about that, whereas, like, again, we're not political, but, you know, 13th. And, like, realize what of the 13th Amendment and the code open. But it's like, yeah, man, this... It was almost like people figured out a way. My thought there, though, was that, like, this is where Black people go to prison. and like then and then, by, oh. yeah, and then by the time... By the end of the movie, when we're in the 90s or whenever it... Whenever <laughs> it, it, it... I can't actually remember the decade that we landed. I think it's the 90s, right? I think it's the 90s, um, yeah. There, you know, it's it's now integrated, but... Uh, okay, I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah. okay, I'll get it. But, um, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. But yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's hard for me because, like, by the time they get into prison, I guess the funny, like, all the funny stuff is, is mostly between... I don't know, I, I don't know. There was a part of me that was like, okay, but, like, this is... This is inherently not funny. Like, it's inherently not. Yeah. It's inherently not funny that two innocent men are like in a chain gang prison for life for because a sheriff murdered a black man and then blamed it on these on two other. So he took away the lives of three black men. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then it was like, and then we see, you know, we have like the scene where like they're meeting everybody. Um, I remember that being a kid. Like, is that okay? Like, I couldn't tell at certain parts if I was okay to laugh at stuff. I was like, am I shot? Definitely, definitely suspect for sure. It's like I don't, I don't know what. I mean, it's it's both homophobic and feels like making fun of like people who are mentally challenged. Yeah, I can't tell because in biscuit, I was like, is it? Because I thought they humanized Biscuit in a way, but I was like, is this an... Uh, they did. Uh, they definitely did. But they they definitely did. And you care about that character and they everybody cares that he dies. And I will say, like, in terms of, like, there there have been way more... Ho- <laughs> Eddie Murphy yeah. has had a, way more yeah. homophobic yeah. jokes than, than what was in, the, in this movie. And at the end of the day, like, those two... Ca- like, we had a couple of instances in the beginning and then they, it wasn't really played upon you know i will say like the whole like prison rape you know comic jokes were yeah it was very rampant at this time and they definitely still did it but just like 
I think a much lighter version than <laughs> yeah. has been seen in movies. There is something about this movie that I didn't like. I, I think it's something that I, I guess I hadn't seen in a black film. And um, it, it, it was a conversation with Biscuit before. I, I don't know. Am I jumping? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, but that's ahead. all right. But, about but like with him and like the fear he had of going back home, of getting out. Because you often hear that like some people know they've been in for so long that like that's the life they know. But also thinking about Biscuit as a as a gay black man. And I think at this point it was still the 30s or 40s. Um, it was the... I think it was probably the, 40s. the almost the 50s. Yeah, because yeah, late 40s 50, this time. 15 years. So there was, yeah, mid, mid to late. Okay. Mid to late and it, yeah. So I just think about like, what was life like back home that you're terrified of your family? You know yeah. what I mean? Like he even family, says in that scene, he goes, hey man, it's, it's, the world's changing. It's the 40s. Like, like you might be, you might be okay, mm. which is, which is so, it's like, wow. Yeah. We always say that, don't we? <laughs> we always say yeah. it's the current decade that we're in and things are better. <laughs> we, and you might be okay. might be okay in this current decade. <laughs> because no, that's crazy. You might be okay. This was okay. my first time tracking, though, that that potential, because they were the only two out men, that potentially Biscuit and, and uh, Jangling had a relationship. And that is why um, Jangling goes up to him after he oh, shot. Yeah. I my assumption was that like, yeah, like, you know, people are sleeping with whoever they're gonna sleep with if they want that kind of release, mm-hmm. you know. Because of the way we're introduced to it with uh Jangling the first time, he like goes up to Martin. I'm like, okay, all right. Well then maybe right. what whatever. But the, because this scene starts with on this re- rewatch, noticing that this scene starts with like, oh, he thinks that Eddie's character thinks that Biscuit is upset because Jangling is, is dancing with someone. I was like, oh wow! Like, <laughs> I didn't. I mm-hmm. it it mm-hmm. had not hit me when when I when I first and, watched. And it. there was the scene in the when they even before uh, Jangling hits on Martin Lawrence's character, where they're they're in the um, cafeteria, I guess. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Biscuit's like eyes front, Mister. You know, like yeah, to yeah. Jangling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I mean, again, I think this movie did. I, mean, I, I think I think it handled things appropriately. Like, I, I like how they handled um, Bo King's character, who did have um, uh, a mental disability, and and it was funny because I was like, the fact that they had all their hope in him, and I was like, I, even now, I was like, why did they think he was going to help them get? Out? Like, I I still have a hard time understanding why they thought like helping this kid get to the league would help them get to the I league. I think it's just that they thought that they worked so hard with him and because of his you know he because he does not talk uh like perhaps they could be the go between for any time people mm. need to to work with him you know like they like i mean at least one of them like let, <laughs> like at least one of the yeah. two of us can go with him you know as as uh as as a sort of go between manager type person um but I mean, but that was clearly a long shot. Like it was like, yeah, like right. I, they put all of their hope yeah. into it in a, in a way that like you, you, if you're desperate, you're going to do that, you know? Yo, thinking about this movie, Brian, like I said it a couple of times now, and now I'm thinking about it. If they didn't have comedians in this movie, nothing is inherently funny. Like everything is sad as hell. Like, I mean, it's still like, sad. This, this is very close to it. Like, like this <laughs> movie, truly, this movie is probably the most reminiscent of like 
the Green Mile, except that yes. it's actually black actors who are the leads and not a white actor. <laughs> and there's that and no not magical, magical Negro. And no. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's like, but the Green Mile, the Green Mile try to do exactly what life was doing. When did the Green Mile come out? Didn't come he, didn't with, he, didn't he oh, heal year, somebody's nuts? A couple year after. The green, oh no, yeah. same year. Weird, weirdly enough. Um, yeah, doesn't he heal? So, is yeah. Tom Hanks? Yeah, he heals Tom, Tom, he heals Tom Hanks's. Um, yeah, he has like, uh, like cancer. He has like or something. A, but it's the same thing. It's like oh, cancer, it's, it's yeah. like it's like they're on death row. It's 1930s. You know what I mean? It's a bunch of freaking. It's like mostly black men. You know, there's some, there's I mean, there's a lot of white men and uh, prisoners in this too because you know they were like, well, you know, we're trying to get Oscars, so we have to put white people yeah, in Michael it. Michael Jeter um, in that movie. And, he was so yo. Good. This movie cost sixty million. He was. How did life so cost eighty good million in that movie? Well, let's see. The plane. I mean, Eddie, Eddie and Martin definitely got definitely <laughs> Tom, got some. Tom Cruise is. I mean, Tom Hanks is. I in know, this but show. there's two. There's two. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan that wasn't getting crazy. the same rated. <laughs> you know, you know, Michael Clark Duncan got SAG minimum, bro. Let's <laughs> uh, be real. I'm gonna tell you what's so sad about that. Is that well, funny? But the gr- for people at home, that's a damn real statement. He probably got the minimum of what he could have got to be in this movie, yeah, which was probably was less than a fourth of what act, Tom act. Hanks got in this movie. <laughs> damn, black folk. Sorry, go ahead. My fault. That's crazy. I mean, black I think folk, right. women. It happens to... I mean, it just... If you're not, but also, if you're not a name, you're not going to get the same amount of, of money as the name. Re- remember this... So the Green Mile got nominated for four Oscars. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Michael Clark Duncan, Best Screenplay, and be- and Best Sound. Uh, Life oddly was nominated for one Oscar, which was Best Makeup. Uh, yeah, for Rick <laughs> Baker. <laughs> but let's give Rick Baker another Oscar nomination. But it's just interesting because it's like this is the it just it's just such a clear. It shows you very clearly how a majority white, you know, audience is going to consume uh, a movie about race. They're like, Green Mile? Yes, we can do this. Life? No. Even though life has more levity to it, um, it's still, because it's, I think, probably more honest and way more humanizing as, as opposed to having the white character who is a prison guard and then like feels bad and then it's like there's a there's an even worse prison guard and that's the real bad racist and we all yeah. hate that guy and we like Tom Hanks because he was nice to the prisoners you know what i mean like that's how they that's how it's okay so so that makes it okay to consume I ju- it's just like <laughs> it's yeah. so plain it's so tough cuz even thinking about that like um yeah, man, it's so much nuance to it. Like, yeah, like Green, see- office, Green, Green Mile made two hundred eighty-six million at the box office. <laughs> Let me tell you, she's mad about that. Like, there's a scene in life that I think is so important, which I think is very hard for. I do mean this. Sometimes white America to reconcile with. Speaking of Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks is out right now talking about how people should learn about Tulsa and all the other atrocities that like white America has committed to like black people. Like, he's like, you know, we should. People should know this history because it is a part of the history. But thinking about when um, uh, Bo King's character, I can't remember his name, but when he gets the the warden's daughter pregnant um, and everyone has that kind of Spartacus uh, moment of like, um, 
I'm that baby's daddy, I'm that baby's daddy. Something about that that's so so relevant to me is that I have been looking up like historical black figures and stuff like that. And a lot, a lot of the people who are very important to the black community were birthed due to a white man assaulting a black woman. So like there's a, like four or five of them who are very popular and very famous. Um, and I think about this moment, which to me is a big deal of like this white woman seeing this black dude hooking up with this black dude. And now almost everyone, I believe everyone did get punished because of her actions, but not her. You know what I mean? Like this woman went in, had sex with a black dude. And it's one of those things where I feel like Bill, Bill Burr tried to make a joke about it and being like, yo, when shit gets bad, y'all hook up with a black dude and then say you didn't do it or it wasn't consensual. And I'm like, this happens so much throughout history and so many people were died. Literally, the start of, quote unquote, the start of the Tulsa race riot is because someone said, like, this woman was assaulted, the black dude ran back to, um, like, Black Wall Street and that gave the white people reason to go in and, like, do what they did. And I'm yeah. like, this... This this situation in this movie was so much deeper. Fuck it, let's compare it to the Green Mile. So much deeper than any goddamn thing that happened in the Green Mile. Yeah. But like, because it's Eddie Murphy and Martin, we don't take it serious. Is that what the well, whole thing no, is? No, because no, because also they the the movie didn't treat it with the with the weight that something like this probably would have been treated. Like like he was he went to find the dad. And the way he's uh, the way he's doing it is he's holding the baby up next to people, which is like so bizarre. And then instead of enacting, you know, like we assume that they all got punished after this. But the way this scene ends is like with all of them kind of laughing and the guy gets laughed off the the gets laughed off the prison yard. And, you know, there's the sweet moment between Bokeem and, and, the, and the woman, you know, and the last time he sees his, his baby. But like, you know, no one, the, the prison wasn't later stormed and everybody wasn't later killed, you know what I mean? For defiling this yeah. family in a, in a way that like, I, as a kid watching this, it was only funny. Watching it now, I was like, this would have gone far worse than this did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, they, they don't they don't get to all laugh and then all yeah. Like I was just like, well, this is like a comedy moment. Like it's like to keep the movie still light while talking about something that's like deeply serious and also has gotten black men killed for yeah. sure. You know, um. So it's it is this weird, like. Yeah, I don't and know. like the I, life it, that it, that you yeah. know they again they do try to give them a little sweet little moment, but like the life that that baby's gonna have, like in this white family, that like, right, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's gonna be crazy. Like there's so much yeah. shit is about to happen, and we we just kind of they drive away, and that's all we see of it. And it's uh, I don't know, it, but they do. I guess my thing is at least they attempt to touch on stuff, and I know it'd be different. It's just that it. Now I'm thinking about this movie, and I honestly forgot about the Green Mile. And it is, I mean, I think I really do. And I know it's nothing we can do about it, but I really do have a problem with how white people will, like, love these movies that kind of touch on issues, but there's a savior white guy in it somehow, the kind one. And so, because almost what it does is, like, it's always like, oh, that one over there is bad, but at least we got this one. I'm like this one. Like, you know what I'm saying? I bet everyone watching The Green Mile was like, ah, Tom Hanks, I can relate to this one. Sam Rockwell, no, 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 no. 
like the other races white dude. No, no, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even when I think about like uh, hidden figures, it's like, oh, we got the one white dude. Everybody should go to the bathroom. Let me go get a fucking hammer and like hammer down whites only. Whereas like the fucking dude from Big Bang Theory is a racist. And so is fucking Mary Jane Watson is racist. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't try. Y'all niggas ain't the ones banging down motherfucking trash cans and signs because y'all can't even talk to your grandma about how she's racist to your friend Tony. You know what I mean? It's like, it's shit just feels false. And like, we will give so much love, not us, but like Hollywood will give so much love to these false ass movies, but not movies that deal with shit that they don't want to talk about. You ain't have to call her Mary Jane Watson, though. Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten Dunst has, has, has mad iconic roles under her belt and you went with Mary Jane Watson? Everyone at home, when I said Mary Jane Watson, you thought of Kristen Dunst, right? <laughs> I, I personally thought of Emma. Oh, wait, no. Emma Stone is a different character. Wow. wow. See? Wow. <laughs> See? They got you with and the red was, hair. It was like, they were like, we're going to cat. They did the yeah. same. They did the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we're going to cast did, actually, a blonde. They did the reverse. We're going to make her a redhead. We're going to cast a redhead. That's we're right. going to make her a blonde. They, they tricked you. But I think, I think Emma Stone is actually blonde. Like, she kept, her hair was red for Superbad. Yeah. Oh, weren't? I know that because they wanted her. She was like a uh, uh, um, a girl next door. I know that. It made her not as whatever. But yeah, I think she's blonde. Wow. No, but what else is about this movie? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, sorry. The, the thing that I thought was like really, really sad is when everyone starts dying and they start fading just into like. Oh, this was beautiful. Oh, why Clef playing underneath it? Yeah, and we're yeah. just seeing. Oh man, what a the beautiful decades montage. go. The decades go by. We see footage of. Yeah, Ooh. of what's happening and we know in the world. Not and talking during this time, they, yeah, and like yeah. people are going away, and they have less and less people that they know that they can just talk. It to. It was like twenty years Damn. or something they didn't talk or something like that. Oh. Until until Eddie, right? They until, didn't talk. They, we, this well, was great because I, yeah, I mean, I, and I will say we're talking about how sad this movie is. I will say as I started watching it, I instantly remembered everything that was going to happen, and I was like, man, I ain't trying to watch this movie. I'm about to be sad. So, but I kept thinking of the moments that brought me joy, and this was one of the moments. Even though, even though it's they like get punt, they haven't been talking for twenty years. But when when Martin Lawrence <laughs> runs to get this pie, and then the pie is too hot, yes. And then I, and then I remembered that the thing that they con- that they connect on is when he says like he says the pie was too hot and it burned. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Uh, I didn't care about those bullets. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. That's a beautiful little scene. I mean, yeah, man. And I'm, I, I like the scene. I do like when they finally started talking when they had to do um after the after the pie scene and like you know uh, Eddie's like you give me it's that gun, like I'm liable third, to shoot you. <laughs> a third of this movie is them as old people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm liable to shoot you if you give me that gun. And they have to sit with their toes on boxes. Oh, how does that work? It was like they they have to toes balance on boxes. They had to balance on bottles. On yes. bottles. On open bottles. Open glass <laughs> bottles. They also, this is a while ago in the movie, but when they try to escape, they got put in these like... Oh, the holes. Wooden, oh, the holes. wooden the box. Boxes, yeah. box in the sun, which is suffocating. It's so hot. It's like, it's that is that is like a form of torture. Well, you know, even though people try to claim nowadays that... Um, the police force and um, prison system is not based on slavery or um, slave catchers. What people did when they caught a slave, they would put them either in a box in the middle of the field or they would actually exactly. dig a hole and put them in a box underground. Like, um, I think the only time I've ever seen it done 
was in Django. And Django, Django yeah. she's 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 in what would normally happen to after being beat like yeah. and punished, they would do those things. And that is a thing that came from slavery times. So every time yep. I hear people talk about like, oh, cops are here to police, I'm like, cops were here to search and find. Right. Like like like, like mm-hmm. that's what their job was and to search cruel, and find. Cruel and unusual punishment is actually supposed to be against the constitution. It's supposed to be unconstitutional and yet. Braylock, Braylock. Put about? people in solitary. Yeah, these, these people are are black. Yeah, you talking about black so. people? What do you mean? We're talking about. Black we weren't included people. in the constitution. Oh, I guess solitary oh, now is some. Right. You know, no, 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 no. But I'm talking about right now. This is black. People, no, no. And if you're black, the constitution did not take black people into account. Remember? Yeah, they that's looked, what I'm saying. They, they, well, no, they, they actually it did. They did. It just actually, had a, right. it, it was a three fifths clause. <laughs> wait, they did that way uh, later though too. They didn't do it at first. Wait, <laughs> that took a while. That was an too. amendment, but yeah. Wait, wait. I'm about to say. I'm about to say. Was it officially amended that black people were now considered a a full person? Like, was that? How do you say that? Like, how do you? It's it's hard for me to be like a black person was a three fifths of a person. So is it? Yeah, like, I guess so. I guess that I guess it must have been around the same time as the Thirteenth Amendment. But do they say black people are, a, you know, I'm being very particular because I'm like, now that you're bringing it up in the Constitution, they literally say what we are not. So I'm like, when there was an amendment, I think it's like something about something about the fact that all you can't do that. No, I, ain't about all, 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 I ain't talking about all people. You can't do that. It, got, it already say all people. <laughs> it already say all people. Like, then you got this other thing that say, hold well, up. It says, now it says regardless <laughs> of race. And then we go, no, oh. and then this, this is my thing about that. This is my thing. Because it said all people. And it's, they specific, oh my goodness, specifically said black people are this. So my thing is, if you said all people, right. but then it was like, hey, not y'all. I need you to go back and be like, even y'all. You know what I'm saying? I need the exact, I don't need all people. I don't need all races. I need you to say black people are this. Because when I think about even this movie and what's happening, literally think about these people like here in LA, you got all the the um, black and blue um, American flags, which are like the, the support of the police. Again, the fire department doesn't need a fucking flag for people to support them. Don't know the difference, but clearly there's something happening in the sauce. Anyway, every time I see one of these flags, I'm like, do you, what, what are you fighting for right now? Like, like blue, right. blue isn't, a, it's not a, it's not a race. The 15th amendment says the rights of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude but, but Braylock my question is am I still considered three-fifths of a person that's voting am I still three am I, am I a person yet has anyone went through and said hey well you know slavery was slavery was what constituted a person as property and that was that was made illegal but in the, the constitution though right. it says black Does people it officially say <laughs> no, I, it's so dumb I know it sounds according very dumb to, um, it doesn't sound it's dumb. just like that, that Gerard, this doesn't sound dumb. Uh, Are you kidding? I'm saying because people are probably like, oh, wait, <laughs> there's something on paper that that says that <laughs> that says in America, black people are legally three fifths a person. Well, the so three fifths isn't me- the three fifths is in regard to voting because it was three fifths of a person. Oh, they right, count as right. three fifths of a person for for the population, and also they didn't have the right to vote. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yes, that's just period. Yo, oh my god. That, it was it was it was for it was so that the southern states could have more voting power even though their population uh a part of their population couldn't vote <laughs> oh wait hold on wait let's go section two of the 14th amendment 1868 later oh six, okay there we go yeah uh especially 14th the, okay okay all right representative shall be appropriated 
counting the whole number of persons in each state, excluding Indians, not to... First off, excluding no, Indians. No, 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 no. Goddamn. I went, God, no, this God. doesn't do it. This doesn't do it. Goddamn. Oh, man. Excluding Indians. God dang it. Excluded. Hey, you but know. even But this is my thing. But even in this, like, if we're talking about black people, even this, I am. I needed to say black because if you pointed out that I was three fifths of a person, you need to go back and say black is this. No, nah, man, they don't see color. <laughs> yes, they do. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they don't see color, man. Oh, Come on, it's so funny because it's like Lily. I, I was, I was. No, we're not political podcast. This, was, this was so long. This are was so kidding? long ago. This, is... this was so long ago. Why? Are you, why are you still talking Braylock, about it? Why are you still, still mad? Literally, I, literally, Braylock. We're in. First off, I you know I'm not the mad one. Braylock cares more about politics than, than me and James. And it's funny because I keep thinking about voting rights, and I'm like, one day Braylock is going to spaz for like the whole podcast about what's happening. With this new era of Jim Crow. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it via group me. I'm nah. waiting for it via the podcast. But one day, I just know this shit's going to explode. Nah, <laughs> man. Nah, stop race baiting, you know? Brace spends entirely too much time uh, battling with trolls on the internet. <laughs> he, is spotting, he is spotting every comeback. <laughs> uh, all he I know is this conversation comeback. is reverse racism. That's what's happening right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, it's funny because even reading this, Melissa, thank you for proposing this. It just makes me laugh because I'm like, I'm looking at this and I'm just thinking about what's happening right now in a lot of these Republican run states when it comes to voting rights. And I'm like, yo, every like I think, James, I think you said it earlier. It's like, oh, yeah. In every decade, someone goes, hey, we're in the 1930s. Things have changed. Oh, it's 1990. Things have changed. Oh, it's 2021. And I'm like, yeah. yo. Nigga, this is life, dude. You know, what I mean? I, th- th- things things have changed. You know, I I look at every person based on what they do, excluding Indians. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it says that, hey, yo, hey, hey, that is hey, terrible. Hey, hold up, hey, what? Y'all remember in the movie when when Eddie had on the old age makeup? <laughs> and, then, and then he was like, and then he was like, uh, <laughs> and then it was like, um. Hey, oh, hell, hey, cover yourself up. Hey, cover your dog. Oh, I don't want no damn jello. Gotta look at that. <laughs> Wasn't that funny? Also, that was shit funny. Was funny. Also, this movie's funny as hell. Also, Ma- Martin's about the cocaine being smuggled. Martin's big thing was he got to be yeah, a white dude's butler. Like, he got assigned to be a oh, white yeah. dude's butler, and that was the best job ever. It's like the butler, the, the white dude ends up getting, like, this is my thing. The, the idea <laughs> that this white, that this white, uh, superintendent or whatever whatever the flip he was would kill like this other white guy he knew because two black men were like yeah that's the dude who put us in prison and they were like he's like is this true what does it matter then, what does it matter and then he's like nah i'm gonna kill this dude i was like this would never happen in a million no. years and then he goes and dies on the toilet immediately after i was like y'all just giving me you know on this watch it read even more just Ex, uh, instinctual, like he has a gun. Like it felt right. less like it felt. Less, yeah, yeah. I think in in early watches it was like, oh, this feels like he's, you know, he wants to protect them and he believes them. And I and I feel like he only convinced himself <laughs> that what he heard was true because of what he had done. You know what I mean? Don't like, you he think? Was just like 
that guy's death would have been blamed yes. on that, them He's, too, and not. But, but, but absolutely. I mean, that's why. That's why the cop was like, "And where yeah. were the convicts? Where were?" But also, they it also shows how quickly on. a white person can oh, get out of something. He's like, "Ah, they weren't there. It happened by accident," and like, they left. You know what I mean? Like, they, like there, like there is such a fear. <laughs> at least, I mean, I don't know about you guys. There's such a fear for me when you genuinely need help, like. If I have to call, because I do believe you need people to help you. I do believe there needs to be some type of like protection system. Um, so like when something goes down, you need to call somebody. And I guess that person would be the cops. To me, you have to make it so clear that you are not the issue you're calling about to make sure like you don't get blamed. Whereas like this white dude was like, yeah, this dude got shot by accident as we were hunting Listen, quail. You know, <laughs> If something ever goes wrong, if something ever goes awry and I need to call the cops, I'm open. Walk a mile in the other direction. <laughs> Call nine one one. Tell them where the problem is. Be like, I'm not there. I'm not there. It's over here. <laughs> where are you at? I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever I can do. Be on a burner phone. Whatever. Toss the phone. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm in the wind. I'm in the wind. Yeah, man. That's that, that stuff is terrifying. Uh, anyway, um, I always think about like even when they finally get away at the end. I was watching a, a doc on Dodger Stadium and I didn't know Dodger Stadium was placed on where a lot of um, Latino Americans lived and they just kicked them off the land and built Dodger Stadium out here in LA. And I was like, oh, well now looking at stuff at Dodger Stadium has a whole different vibe to me now because the people are still alive. Man, if you're talking about that, <laughs> I know. everywhere I know. we walk right now, <laughs> this shit wasn't none of ours. <laughs> God. We need to quit acting like shit is fine. I'm renting an apartment in a building that is on land that I should I shouldn't be here right now. My ass should be my ass should be in Africa chilling. All of this shit is when you start when you start pulling back the layers, the shit is all fucked up. Well, I will say this. I'm happy this movie did get made. I just would love if we were able to make as black people, like again, I don't want us to make like um all this black pain stuff. But I do think if, I do think if this movie was made now, you could touch on how black people are treated, but not have it feel like it's they're suffering the whole time. I'm not saying this movie did it, but I do think like their win at the end could have happened sooner and better. And like, it could have been more rewarding. I, I think we are able to tell these stories and like not just have it be about the oppression we face, but also the camaraderie of like the people mm -hmm. in the prison could have been a little bit more so, you know, I'm happy. Like, this movie was a good step, but also Hollywood didn't support it. But maybe we need to stop expecting Hollywood to support our stories that aren't what they think it should be. Well, it's a little I hard to say Hollywood didn't support it when it got an $80 million. Yeah, good point. I mean, yeah, yeah. good point. I, Hollywood did support it, but we it's ain't more, see it's, it. It's more I didn't just go to the, the audience. I saw, I saw yeah. it afterwards. And I feel like I probably bought, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like I probably bought like a, you know, like a blockbuster or a Hollywood video, mm. like copy. You know what I mean? Like I bought like a secondhand copy through that. I feel like it. I don't actually know if that's true. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna rewrite his. You know what? I bought it. I bought it first day it came out. Here's the thing, James. If you say this now, it'll be written in your Wikipedia page, and then it'll be true. Hilarious. <laughs> Wait, I, I I know we already talked to Hollywood and everything, and I know that I have a bit that I typically do right now. But before I do this bit, when they got out, what the hell? How's they gonna pay for it? What know. the hell's going on? They get they I don't get know out there. They, they old as hell. <laughs> people, ain't, people ain't just giving 
jobs to old people. That's a whole other. That's yeah, a whole where they get any issue. money? Literally, everybody they know is dead. They don't know. Like, <laughs> even going to New York, in I love stadium. I also, it's just a weird thing. They they go to a Yankees game and it's like, what? Did they care about oh, the, Yankees? the Yankees? That's right. They were in New York. Yeah, because Dodgers that, are no would would no one. They and they and there was like in, there was a Negro League. Like they didn't yeah, care about the point. Yankees. Yeah, what like. Like, what is happening? They have hot dogs. They have on. They have on clothes. Where they get all the clothes from? Anyway, that was a good that question. Was my question. That was a good question. Right. I guess that's the collateral beauty of it all, you know. Because Wait. if you think about it, so you're it, just gonna do, you know, because you know, because they're hey, the what James, they went. The experience. I don't like they when Braylock does this. It's the it's the collateral. You're making it worse. And then the, and then their success. You guys are doing both. The way they got doing it out, twice an episode, know, and it's beauty. a lot to take it once. That's the that's the you know I just think that that's the that is the collateral. I see. Look at that. Two of us don't appreciate this Beautiful. for vastly different reasons, <laughs> but we don't like it. That's right. You're banned you, from doing that. Bray Lock in this. You let him go off for something. When you think about it, because they, they all this is the end. What do you say? This is the no. Don't do this. Don't do this impression, James. You're 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 banned for life. That's the. Uh oh! Listen, don't encourage this bullshit from even one of these niggas. Get, don't encourage this. The way you got she me, over here like, good job, good job, John. Don't encourage this shit. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, His Golden Messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Office Hours Live. All right, it's time, it's time for the call. Thank you. Time for the Thank cause. you. Time for the call. <laughs> uh, we rate and review films not based on how much we like it, but whether or not it helps the cause of more leading black actors uh, in Hollywood. We feel like this film fully helped yeah. the cause. We give it a black fist. Feel like it, it somewhat helped the cause. We give it a white palm. We feel like it didn't really help the cause at all. We don't give it anything. Mm. On the count of three, we're going to raise up our ratings for the movie mm. Life. Damn. And not whether we like it. That's the tricky part. One. Mm-hmm. I know what. Oh, go ahead. Two. Mm-hmm. Three. Oh, two black fists and a white palm. Mr. Braylock, white palm giver. Oh, yeah. Well, I give it a white palm just because I don't, I mean, these two were already huge stars. I don't think this movie necessarily did anything for them. It was a box office disappointment in the year where a film with similar subject matter, The Green Mile, came out and got a bunch of Oscars and did things mm. <laughs> for those people. Um, I mean, 
I gave it a palm though because like obviously it's like a lot of great black actors in this it, it helps them out I think you know obviously Bernie Mac goes on to be a leading star has done things you know but I don't know I feel like this movie in and of itself it wasn't like it didn't like fully help everybody you know I don't know that's kind of how one white palm it's, it's fair I, to have I one I gave it a black fist because I don't know I liked it and I do think, you know what it was? I think I, I think I liked what they were attempting to do. So maybe I'm giving it credit for that. Um, I know it didn't, wasn't super successful in it, but I do like that they were trying to talk about these very Black issues and nobody was really talking about it. If you had a Black person in a prison movie, it was Shawshank Redemption and like their character was attached to a white dude, even though that character wasn't Black in the book. I understand that. But anyway, I think about like, he ended up like advising that white dude the whole movie. And then also you look at like, you know, Green Mile, he literally sucks the sickness out of white dudes. He's, he sucks the sickness out of white men. And every time he does it, he gets sicker. So, did anyone, that's crazy, right? The Green Mile is a crazy... <laughs> well, I gave it a fist because it, you know, I know that these, the main actors were famous and the movie was potentially a flop. But you know who it inspired? It inspired little James III. And now here I am, not a successful actor in Hollywood, but I'm trying. And that is what the cause is about. More black, more leading black, more black. It's more black actors in Hollywood. Like more people trying can, to be black actors in, in you, Hollywood. You can do it. <laughs> more, more, more actors that, you know, people that are black, that, that no, it's, it is act. it is leading though, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> more more black mm-hmm. people. That's I don't think uh, we can say leading black, black actors. You might not be able to be on Twitter no more, huh? I don't think we can oh, say yeah, leading. You're right. They might block you if you say. Yeah, you can't say actors. leading they black actors. You can't say black action heroes. You can't say black <laughs> people are magic. What was that? you can't say black people are a gift. You can't say black people are kind because Twitter would be like, nah. If you say black and then criminal, <laughs> then you can get that tweet out. <laughs> The yeah, tweet what, the dude. tweet was uh we reviewed Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, a film with a black action hero not named Denzel or Will Smith. Yes, please. And Twitter was like, this violates our hateful conduct, our hateful speech. We wish conduct. this this is not a bit, everyone. This is not a bit. And then I and then I challenged it and they were like no, no, no. We we were right. It does violate our hate. Without any, with zero explanation. All I'm going to say is, and y'all know what I'm going to say, but Donald Trump's ass has I did, full I did tag Michael B. <laughs> I did tag Michael B. Jordan in it, and I was like, is, is, was it that? Does he was not want to be I, an like, action hero? No, I don't think he had no, anything to do with it. maybe they thought but, you were throwing shade at, yeah, at or like Dizel I was like, and, I was like taking a team, I don't know, uh, reported you. Mm. We got to get no, Michael B on that's... to come clear it up. And okay. that's the collateral beauty of Twitter. Okay. Right. You can push uh, out. Guys, thank you so much for, for listening. <laughs> what a jerk. You can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. We got links to our merchandise. You can buy t-shirts and uh, phone covers and pillows. I mean, truly, uh, a tea public, you know. We also have a defunct Patreon. We haven't put new content on there and truly... Well, probably never will. <laughs> uh, 
It's defunct, uh, y'all. It's defunct. But, there, but there's a year's worth of episodes on there, so if you haven't listened to it, you can sign up and then uh, un- unsubscribe at your leisure. Uh, and if you rate and review us, give us five stars on iTunes. We'll read your review on the air. This is by Philip Winslow, who I feel like gave us a five-star review, but somehow he got another one on here, and that's great. This says, quality potting in the age of COVID. Been a longtime fan of the pod, loving the new bits and the mental health check-ins. Is there a reason y'all haven't reviewed Residue on Netflix? Residue. Or did you? And I missed it. We haven't reviewed it. I no, truly what is that? haven't heard of that film. I figured this would be right up Draw's Alley being it's centered on DC. Thanks. Let me say this. This this is happening a lot lately. People be like, Hey man, can y'all do this? I want to hear what Gerard got to say. Why are you telling me? Just talk to first him. Off, DM Gerard. Talk to first him. First of all, he's talking, first off, wait, he's talking to the podcast. This happens all the time. People be like, oh man, can y'all do this? I can't wait to hear what Gerard got to say. Listen, I got shit to say too. If you want to talk, talk to me about shit oh you want to hear me Why are you getting jealous? You're on social. You socially you tweet more. you don't got to talk to me about... You socially tweet more. And also, I have seen but Residue. But you don't got to talk to me about... Wow, this film came out last year. It has 93% around around me. I've seen it. I, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've seen it. He's okay. seen it and he, yeah. You know what it is? I will say I've seen it. It's hard because I grew up in a certain, I grew up in that area that the movie takes place in or like near it. So I understand what the guy was trying to do. So it's like, it's just, it's just a, you know, but I've seen it. People should watch it. You can learn about DC. Um, okay, so to. are Wait, we going to watch a, it? It's a movie? It's a, it's the a, thing that comes up for me a, is a series. It's an indie movie. It's an indie no, movie. It's a, it's a movie. Um, it's on like Netflix. One hour and 30 minutes. It's Netflix. The Netflix yeah. film. Array, Netflix Array produced movie. it. Um, I don't think we should do oh, it. Oh, cool. I don't think we should do it. But maybe other wow. people can do it. But that... Wow. You know. It's definitely got lost in the in the shuffle. That's the review. So now that person knows how All right. Rob feels about well, this. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm happy it exists. Uh, We will see you next week. Peace. Peace. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever Dog!